Welcome back, everyone. This is episode one of season two of Midwestern Fins. I'm your normally monotone host, Haggy, with our co-host, Taylor. What up? We have two very special guests to kick off the season with a bang. We have Mike from Fourth and Inches. Hello. And we have our favorite food truck owner, Dubs. Wait, are you calling us retarded? Could you just say we were special? Or do you mean you're retarded? <laughs> Mike, I'm, is she calling us retards? Yes. No. I mean, I, oh, I'm triggered. How could you? I can't disagree, but. <laughs> no, I can't neither. But should point it out for everyone. Now I'm embarrassed. Oh, Very special. Listen, mm-hmm. anyone that's followed you has known that for a while. Jesus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. For the big head on Solid. <laughs> Starting off with a bang. Starting off with a bang. Let's Let's get it going. So obviously this whole corona situation has everything fucked. Right. Um, what do you think is going to happen with sports? I don't think we're going to get football. And I think this, have you guys read that story today about how like this MLS team didn't even step on the fucking field. And there's, there's just no way. I don't see how they do it with or without fans. Uh, I think the NFL is playing it pretty good because they're, they're using that uh, NFL PA against the whole situation because you know they like i was saying on inches they would they was came out and said that they want two weeks of preseason fully knowing that the end the players association doesn't want it at all right so uh, i've been saying it on inches i really feel like it's going to end up in a lockout between the two yeah something lockout i really do i think it's going to end up being a lockout I think the NFL wants to force the lockout because Goodell is pretty good friends with Trump. Of course, Trump won sports. He, he's trying to push the NFL. So this is their way of saying, hey, we tried, but the players don't want to play. I think Mike's on to something. I think that there's probably some other underlying issues here with the NFL PA anyway. And they're using coronavirus to get away with some certain things that they probably wouldn't be able to get with, get away with otherwise. So they're going to do something along the lines that's kind of a little bit more radical than what they're used to. And then ultimately it's just going to come down to being that the Players Association isn't going to sign on and agree with whatever it is. And there's not going to be any because they're going to be putting things on there that don't need to be on there. Yeah, exactly. Like. Like, lately, you're seeing the players tweet out, we want to play, but the NFL isn't making it safe. But you don't see any of the players saying, 
like how how do they want it to be safe? They're not saying anything about that. They just keep saying we want it to be safe so we can play, but no one's telling the NFL like how they want it to be safe. So I think both sides are playing games there. Oh yeah, I mean they were playing games all the way up until the until the uh, new CBA was signed this past like what was it March? Yeah. I was just going to say, like, wasn't the CBA only signed by, like, 55% of players anyway? So it's pretty divided halfway down the middle anyway that some of the players didn't agree with the way that the new CBA was going to go from the beginning. So, I mean, the, like, just like politics in general, the NFL is probably divided by players and owners and coaches anyway. So whatever they come up with is not going to make everybody happy, no matter what happens. No. I mean, like, there's no cure. So for the players to keep saying to make it safe, there's no way to make it safe. We all, we no. all know that. There's no, no way for it to be 100% safe. So either you want to play or you don't want to play, but you can't put it all on the NFL. Sooner or later, you have to make your own choice if you're playing or not. All right. That's true. Uh, there's no way to make it 100% safe, but, you know, if Mark Cuban would get back to me, uh, I'll just, you know what, <laughs> fuck it. I'll just tell you guys what my mask does right now, right? Yeah. So, it's mounted on, like, a vest, right? This air pump, which will push air through a replaceable filter cartridge. What I used was one of the HEPA filters. Now, those HEPA filters, like, when you get up to, like, past the MERV-10 ratings, they'll block out, like, any of that shit like any and all that shit so that they'll do that and then it'll move up into the mask which will be like you know like if you're uh if you're working on a construction site you see those people with the masks that like when there's high dust um they'll be wearing that which could which could fit under a helmet and then that there'd be a tube it'd probably go underneath the face mask into there creating like a current of air which they could breathe in and then breathe back out. But the thing is that on the other side of that tube, right, it wouldn't just go out into the air, right? Because if that person's an asymptomatic carrier, you're going to be spreading it onto, like, people's jerseys and shit when you're tackling them. But I haven't. my design has another tube that comes down to another filter in which it goes out. So that way you're not taking any in or spreading it out if you have it. So then it's just a matter of how do you clean the masks and all that stuff. Mm. I don't know. I have an idea. How about we just have ultraviolet face masks? Ultraviolet face masks. Yeah. Yeah. Cough ultraviolet rays just kill it. <laughs> That's actually pretty an interesting theory. Because ultraviolet, because I think that's the Kills, one thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if do I don't know if LED lights can create um ultraviolet, you know that spectrum, but if you could line somehow line the helmet, if you get microscopic, you know LED lights, I mean I guess you have to find it without blinding motherfuckers. But it seems like, <laughs> but at the same, but at the same point, I just with football especially, well I guess I can't say especially basketball, but both of those are such high um, bodies and faces are rubbing against each other, spinning each other's faces. I mean, yeah, it's I, pretty hot. I, yeah, or even just the spreading of the virus. I don't know how you can do it. 
I mean, if it's in your droplets, I mean, that's they're just covered in them. I mean, but here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you're wearing a shield, you have a mask right. on. Mm-hmm. 99% of these guys are wearing gloves. Right. Yeah. You're, you're outside. Yeah. Which is a big help from so, what we've heard, but, you know. So if, if we're trying to, like, listen to what these scientists are saying, how it's, like, really hard to spread outside, I don't see how players playing are really spreading it. You know where they're going to be spreading it because all these kids are like they're basically kids and they're just when they're not in the doing what they're supposed to they're going to be out partying hanging out and you know doing us all the that's so that that's what I mean is so is it a football playing situation or is it we don't trust the players to not do those things before the game? Uh, Yes, that's that's the camp I'm in because you can't you can't put them in like these hotels for the entire season. I mean, look okay. Did you see LeBron James tweet about having to go to this fucking luxurious hotel with every amenity any 99.9% of the population would love to go to? Like DJs, the consoles, bars. They get to watch Black Widow. And he's like, oh, feels like he's going off to jail or some shit. It's like, fuck you, man. Yeah. But I can players are going to bid. Because they're not going to want to be, you know, you can't quarantine them in a hotel for a year six months and that's pretty much to me the only way you can do it because you can't trust any motherfucking buddy as soon as this one guy gets horny and he wants to go find one of his bitches what's he gonna do and where's she been and then that's <laughs> and that's the and that's the thing it's just you just you can't do it because the urges are just there you know i mean i just and i just i and trust me you know that's the only sport i want i want football so bad but i just can't see how they do it and I don't want it to be one of those things where it's like, okay, we got to see, oh, your team's not playing this week because they're all infected. That's worse. No, then you, Tay, my hopes up. <laughs> you watch a lot of soccer, correct? Yeah. So how, how's that situation been? They don't have any fans in the stadium. Um, if they're seated, if they're seated on the bench, they're like two seats away from each other. But otherwise, the game is played exactly the way it was before. I don't see anybody wearing a mask on the field. Um, they're dressed the same way. They're wearing the same types of jerseys, things like that. But I'd say the main difference between soccer and football, and there's two of them I can think of. One, there's obviously a lot less contact. Because like, if you make contact in soccer, it's a foul type of thing. Uh, that's one. The other one is there's not nearly as many players on the field at once or even on the team. Like, soccer teams probably carry 15 players to the game, whereas yeah. football teams are going to carry 45 or more. So you have to worry about three times as many people, um, which is you know exponentially greater. And then you don't have to worry about the contact as much in soccer. So um, it's, it's curious to me, but I, I feel like full contact sports are going to be the ones that are going to be hardest to figure out because we don't really know anything about how it's spread. But I'm, I'm, I want to know more so than how they're going to go forward. I want to know how NFL players that have already tested positive for it react to it. Like, has Von Miller spoken out towards the season at all yet? Have you heard anything about the way that he reacted and what he feels like is the best step? Those are the ones that we're going to really have to pay attention to because I think, for the most part, the majority of people accept the fact that they're at a high risk of getting coronavirus. It's more or less how they're going to be able to recover and what the next steps are once we actually get it. 
that's going to be the determining factor rather than it being, oh, what can we do to prevent us from getting it? Because we really don't know what we need to do to prevent it. It's what we need to do to react to it once it happens. That's that's where I'm at. It's a good point because a lot of people are just assuming, okay, he tested positive, he's quarantined for two weeks. But as we're seeing as it goes on and on, some of these people have the virus for months. It's not like yeah, it's what? just... What is that noise? I don't know. What is that? Is that me? Is that Rob beating me. off? Dude, no, that's hey. not me. No. I don't I'm outside. There's a cop next door. I can't be beaten off in public. I mean, I'm that, sure was, that's, uh... <laughs> that was some quick beating. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thumper. Flash. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but like I, I was no saying, I mean, two. Everyone's just relying on it. It's definitely going to be just a two-week quarantine when the science is showing that some of these guys have it for two, three months. So then, what do you do? Right. If you lose, just say imagine. you're starting quarterback for three months, I mean, it's pretty much a season. Oh my God, can you imagine if one of them ends up like really sick? I oh mean, they got the ventilator and those, and there's like pictures leak. Oh my God, it would be the worst thing ever. Because none of these athletes have really gotten sick, sick. I think there was some Broadway actor who ended up dying from complications, but none of these athletes have really gotten any kind of major you know, implications from it. So, I mean, I think for once the first athlete gets really, really sick, and then I think it might change the narrative for all sports. I thought that there was, I thought that there was one athlete. I don't know if he was like a sprint car or something, but he like came out and was like, man, that was like the worst thing that I've had to go through. And like, I've lost 20% of my muscle mass and I wasn't able to sleep at night. And, like, him and his wife had made a big post on Instagram or something about how they needed to take it seriously because even though he was a top-fit athlete, it still was really difficult for his body to recover. Yeah, I mean, I think going back to the soccer thing, I'd like to see the spread rate. What was the spread rate of corona during soccer? Yeah, and I haven't seen any of that stuff because, well, it's, like, hard enough to watch soccer in the United States, especially if it's a, you know, British league or something like that. But, you know, their their media is a little different than ours, so it's not as easy to find. Yeah. So the, Additionally, with soccer, um, one of the things that you maybe that you didn't mention um, is the fact that there's way more coaches in the NFL than there are in any of those Premier Leagues. Like, I mean, you've got a coach for every position. you got all these, like, conditioning coaches on the sideline. Like, we probably, like, if you look at an NFL game, there's probably as much coaches as there are players overall. That's something right. that so a group of people has to be protected too. And remember, medical yeah. staff too. You got you know doctors and all that crap over there too. Well, they're definitely yep. going to spread those guys out, you know, yeah. on the sideline. That that's definitely going to yeah. happen because they're already True. cutting back on media availability and stuff like that on the field. Yeah, there's no way they're going to have as many photographers and all that shit on there. Uh, another thing about soccer that I forgot to mention is they actually kind of changed the way that the timing of the game is played, too. They actually added two water breaks to every game as well, which is something that hadn't happened before. So, like, soccer, the clock runs for 45 minutes straight each half, and then there's extra time if there's any kind of stoppage or whatever. But they actually added a, a, a water break at, like, 25 minutes through the first half and 25 minutes through the second half. So instead of it being two halves, it's kind of three quarters now, or four quarters now, which is, um, you know, 
imagine giving coaches an extra two timeouts every game. So, um, imagine watching four halftimes. Ugh. Imagine. <laughs> that's all I'm so, thinking. Fuck, so I someone think, like Adam Gase would just completely fuck up four timeouts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Right. And then run a screen pass. Yes. They'd, they'd probably get just as many yards during those timeouts as they would when they weren't having timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my, uh, Mike had it first. Oh, God, I fucking hate him. Although the only thing I'm going to say for myself is once we get a coach, I fully support him. But I was kind of buying into it, I think, after the first season. But when they hired him, the person I really wanted was um, Shanahan. Not Kyle, but, but Shanahan. And I still right. think he would have been a good coach. But... That didn't happen, and we got that fucking wonky-eyed fuck. But <laughs> and like, come on, none of us really wanted Flores either, did we? No, yeah, I, I, feel like, I didn't. I feel like Chris Richards was the one that most Dolphins fans wanted. That's who I wanted. Right. And now and I'm, he didn't you know, get. I'm starting to think that I was wrong. Sniff. Honestly, the Dolphins should have hired Eric Bieniemy. No. What? No. Dude, he just—he's been an offensive coordinator, the most prolific offense in the league for a while. I just—I I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I'm wrong about everything, but he was never named that got me excited. And I guess maybe because I felt I don't necessarily want an offensive coach. I guess maybe. That—that's—that's that's fair because the Dolphins have had a significantly bad defense for such a long time, and that's where we feel there's downfalls, but. We've also had like a bottom two ranked run game forever. Right. Even Man. after we had, you know, we had JHIE tear off three 200 yard games, the Dolphins' rushing offense still wasn't good. Right. We had a quarterback that's 37 years old lead our team in rushing yards last year. It's not there yet. And then we just switch offensive coordinators <laughs> willy nilly anyway. Right. I mean, we did have Kenyon Drake, but that's another situation. <laughs> We had Kenny Drake, and he would get five carries a game. Yeah, I mean, it right. goes, it, like the Dolphins not giving their running backs carries goes back until we had Ronnie and Ricky. It seems like it's been ten years since we had a running game that actually made a difference. Things because yeah. our lines have always been so crappy. I mean, I can't believe this team has just been so bad about well, doing that. Well, it's oh. it's partially the offensive lines, but also like when you have um, Joe Philbin, when you have a decent. Like, well, this, right. before the Richie Incognito scandal, decent offensive line. You have, like, Reggie Bush running for 1,000. And you still have a running back like Lamar Miller running for 1,000 on 13 carries a game. Right. You know, at that point, it's like you just need offensive coordinator coaches to to not care about the passing game. Yeah. The Dolphins, like have, had, the Dolphins have had two running backs in the last six years that have gotten more than 20 carries in one game. One of them is... Jai, who made it two seasons, and then the other one was Kalen Balaj. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. What did he have? Twenty-two oh. rushing yards in that game. Yeah, <laughs> I think he had twenty-two <laughs> carries for forty-three yards. Yeah, it was it was one of the most pathetic things I've ever watched in my life, and I've watched what? a lot of pathetic Dolphin games. And why is he so bad? I mean, he's got. I mean, he's relatively fast. He's big. It just makes no sense why he's so terrible. He has no vision. What happens is he gets the ball and he puts his head down, and so he can't see where the holes are opening up. And so he runs into his offensive lineman or into a hole where there's a defensive lineman waiting for him. 
right? I'm just like, golly, he should be so much better than me. I'm not saying he should be great, but he should be decent. Man, and I remember being so hyped because, like, one game two seasons ago, his last season with Gase, um, he had that awesome game against the Vikings, and the Vikings had a really good defense anyway, and he just tore them apart. I was so pumped, and then that I was just you like... And, you and most of the Dolphins' Twitter was going nuts after that. So it wasn't just you, Tay. I think a lot of people bought in after that game, I, but... I, if I remember right, it was he was like he had a 76-yard touchdown run, and it was clocked in as like the top five fastest ball carrier of the season. Yeah. So yeah. like, it yeah, just, speed's not an issue. It's just he's got no vision. Yeah. And he doesn't have enough agility either to like make a play where he gets to the outside. Nice. It just has to be there for him. And I don't. I mean, if you hear interviews, he seems like he's a smart guy. I mean, he's like one of those kind of guys you kind of want to root for, but until you see him on the field, and you're like, oh, shit. Don't put him on the field. I have a question for you guys. I want to go ahead. I was going to say, and then you get him, like, coming out of the backfield in the passing game, and you throw the ball at him, and he ducks. It's like, or he just drops it. (laughs) Oh, God, don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) But we could have had Kenyon Drake, who ran for forever in Arizona. All right, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Just please, I, I can't. You guys ready? To pay, would you pay him fifteen million a year, or whatever he wants? Who? Kenyon Drake? Is that what he wants? Like fifteen million a year? Ah, uh, no, I don't think he wants that much. No, but I don't. Would think I he pay wants that much. much? I I don't think you can justify paying a running back that much. No. I think we've Look seen that, that thing. David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, they got those big contracts, and they are not getting even a little bit of a return on that money. Yeah, I mean, that's just not the NFL anymore. Every right. Just about every team runs two, three running backs. So to pay a running back just one guy that much money is just not going to happen anymore in today's right. NFL. I mean, like, like, like Ezekiel gets all these yards, and he's great, but at the same point with that team, you could probably pay someone half that and get almost as much production. Look at Jordan Howard. If he stays healthy, he could probably at least run for 1,300, 1,400 yards for Dallas. Ezekiel's really He's... good, but if, you, if some of those holes, I'm not going to lie, right. I, could, I, I could get at least five yards with some of those holes in the NFL. I mean, it's pretty, pretty friggin' great line. At the very least, you could get four inches. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, yeah. you want to talk about just, something, Dubs? You had a question. No, it's just it was just kind of a random thing I thought of. Have you ever had before they were drafted a running back that you thought was just going to be fucking amazing, and then they got to the NFL when they were just complete trash? Because I had one. Yeah, remember Trey Mason from Auburn? Yes, he wasn't complete trash though. I think he had he a great had some mental issues. Year. But he um, ended up flaming out, and his, his was mental issues, but I wanted him so bad. I thought he was just going to be such a good fucking running back, and who knows? I mean, he lasted, what, two years or something? Yeah, and it wasn't very long. Yeah. So have you guys ever had any running backs that you thought was going to be great and just ended up being just complete trash? Well, Michael James. Oh, yeah. Oregon. I was so pumped for that guy. And he even played for the Dolphins, man. I was, like, ecstatic when he came over from 49ers, and he just 
he couldn't do anything. Right. Yep. I'll feel you on that one. What about you, Mike? I'm trying to think. I feel yeah. like... Give me a second. I'm trying to I think. Feel like, I feel like most good college running backs translate fairly well because you have to look at offensive line play as a pretty big scenario. And generally, offensive line play in college is pretty bad anyway. So if you can run behind a bad college offensive line, you can usually translate that to some kind of success in the NFL. And maybe right. running back might be like the easiest one to to make the, the easiest transition. I, I don't know if that's true, but you look at the other learning curves. You know, offensive line play, you got to learn completely new techniques because you're going against the top pass rushers in the world. Same thing with cornerback play. You know, a lot of cornerbacks have to move over, play a different position uh, because they're not used to playing these big run, big wide receivers that know how to run routes. Uh, safety play, you got to be able to like read a quarterback, so it's not easy to transition there. But I think, like, rookie running backs probably have more success than any other rookie player. Like, Plug and just, play, basically. Yeah. I'll give you one, Dubs. I was thinking okay. about it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> I really well, he got 1,000 yards. <laughs> he got 1,000 yards his first season. And I really thought that kid was going to be a stud. Right, and he just kind of... I know some of the the younger people listening to the show probably have no right. idea who I'm talking about, but right. um, we can Play. start talking about Mark Higgs and Tony Parmley. That'll really get them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Mark Higgs. Oh. Oh. Bernie, I love too, though. I mean, yeah. coming from UPS to playing in the NFL, right? And you know, Terry Kirby, I kind of loved him and hated him. There were games where I loved him. There were games where I hated him, but. Well, he was just—he was a stud too. Yeah, I just—I just want that marquee running back because I'm gonna say, you know, a lot of people like a passing game. I love a good running game. Watching Ricky Williams run, or you know, just watching those hard-nosed runners. And Ajayi was good for a year, but I want someone similar to that. That's why I mean, I'm kind of excited to see Jordan Howard if he ever plays because he's that kind of just hit the hole and just keep running. But I really just—I want to see our running backs at least get five yards a carry or just you know. At least one carry of five yards all year. And did we have a carry over five yards all year? It seemed like they're always like negative one, one yard. Yeah, only only Fitzpatrick. <clears throat> and that was so hard to watch. I think someone like we, someone like Ricky Williams would have been great last year for that team. Right. Right. I think it would have saved saved Fitz some big hits last year. Right. Because we had hopes for Laird, and then he kind of came in. He didn't do shit either. It's like, okay, this is why you weren't drafted. There's just, it's yeah. just so hard. I mean, there was just no, no running game. That's what I guess what makes last year so amazing is the fact that our offense was still better with absolutely no running game, zero. I mean, did we have? We didn't have a hundred yard rush at all. Did we even have anything close to that all year? Yeah, I think uh, the guy that beat his pregnant girlfriend had like eighty eight yards. <clears throat> yeah, Mark Walton. Right. Yeah, that one. People yeah. still make it, and people still make excuses for him. Oh, he just, you know, bad circumstances. Nope. If you're putting yourself in that many situations that many times, nope. Sorry, bro. Here's a question: Do you think Adam Gase would have coached five wins last year with that team? Absolutely not. He would have uh, just given up, man. I, no, I they totally, would have given up on him. <laughs> I totally agree with you. There was zero. I 
he maybe not even won a, one game. I don't even know if they would have won one game with that team with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way. It would have been week one for 16 games. Because you know that those players <laughs> wouldn't want to play for him either. No, I, I maybe maybe they win one game only because you know most players, they don't want to go out winless. So they would have pulled it together, at least try one game to win. But there's no yeah. way they're winning five. No way. Oh, no. Well, and like, if you actually look throughout the season, I mean, the Dolphins went one and seven in the first eight games, first half of the season. And then they finished four and four. And the four and four at the back half of the season was against a lot, you know, better teams than the first eight games we played. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that four and four was probably some of the best football played by any team in the NFL last year. Yeah, they were they were in every game. There wasn't a game that they were getting destroyed. No, they were they were probably two to three plays away from going six and two in the back half. Yeah. Hey, guy, we didn't know. I mean. We lost the Jets game because of a pass interference call on Nick Needham. Bullshit call. So, I mean, Bullshit. So that, there's one, there was one play that dictated one game, and then um, we've had a bad defensive play against the Bills. So I mean, it doesn't take it didn't take much to be a six, a seven, a seven win team. Do you think they play with, roster? Do you think they play with a little more? Um... Intensity listening to the media? They had to have. There's no way that saying this is well, like even after the season was over, after the Dolphins won five games, they were still ranked in like the bottom five teams of the decade. Like yeah. the Dolphins won more games in 2019 than four other teams, and they were still ranked bottom five in the decade by the media. How is that fair to any of those players that showed up and played on Sundays? It's not at all. It's not at all. When you look at the stats, Fitzpatrick played the best season of his career, just about. Pretty much. He was top 15, I think. Yeah, I mean, he played lights out. It's fucking phenomenal. I got to give it to him. I never thought we'd get that season out of him. And they fed off of his energy, like how excited he was. It's like, man, they're like, this old motherfucker out here plays this game. Like, he is having a great time. So I wonder if, like, these younger players are like, man, maybe we should enjoy this, this game. Because yeah. I think a lot of like... pro athletes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think a lot of times pro athletes take it for granted. Like, I think the most successful players and coaches still enjoy it. I'm not convinced someone like Adam Gates actually enjoys coaching anymore or, you know, enjoys being a, a manager so to speak you know what i mean and i think that's what fitzpatrick showed these young kids is like this is a game it's serious but have fun get excited when you like you know there's so many gifts of fitzpatrick after throwing for a touchdown or running for a touchdown and he's just doing all these like really white animatronic type <laughs> movements but <laughs> and it's corny but it's it's fun you know what i mean it's like a robot dump truck <laughs> right yeah you know. there there is no way adam gase enjoys a game there, there's no, no way, because he's always he moping. So yeah, he's always looking retarded. It's just <laughs> every face he's making, and then when the he's defense is out there, he's not coach. watching it. I mean, it's just there's no way yeah. he finds coaching an enjoyable thing. Exactly, and and he won't. I don't think he'll own up to his mistakes, and I think that's what Flores has done. I mean, he's turned over a lot of staff, even like the offense. No way. 
most coaches would get rid of the offensive coordinator because they're like, oh, it was pretty good offense for what you had. Flores is like, no, it's not. It's not what I want. It's yeah. not that level I need. And and that yeah. was his friend, right? Wasn't hey, Mike, you were yes. up there. Didn't you just, yes. like run the steps with him? Yes, I mean, they, were very, they were actually very good friends. He's like, get the fuck out of here. We're now. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I, and I just, so I just think a lot of times these are the kind of things that help that team. Because, like, you know, you're talking about being one of the worst teams ever. If you look at the roster itself, I would agree with you. But the results were not bottom five by any chance. There's no Absolutely. way. You know. Not when you had a Cleveland Browns team that over two to three years won two games. Yeah. And another thing is, like, I'm a huge Tannehill fan. I don't even think he gets as many wins last year as Fitzpatrick does. Oh, no. And, like, I've been a Tannehill stand for a long time, but there's no way that he gets out of the sacks and makes the plays that Fitzpatrick No, I think part of it, too, is as mobile as he is, He's not when he's out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, I think some of those things that Fitzpatrick did, Tannehill gets sacked or he fumbles it. There was always something that went wrong with him. And I, like yeah. you guys said, I love Tannehill, but he just, it was definitely his time to leave. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, was a, it was a fair he, mutual agreement. Yeah, yeah he, he needed got a fresh start. Uh-huh. He got that money, and I'm so happy for him because he's a, he's a genuinely nice guy. I don't know. He, he ran Landry out of town, but... Well, no, no, no. I don't think he did at all. I really don't. I think Gase did. I think that was all Gase. And Ireland. Because Ireland was a cheap fuck. No, it wasn't Ireland, wasn't he? Was he there still? Yeah, no. Ireland was still the uh, VP of player operations. You mean Tannebaum. It was Tannebaum. No, it was that's Tannenbaum. what I meant. That's what I meant. Sorry, fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Tannenbaum and, and Gase were the ones that Tannenbaum. ran him out. <laughs> I don't know. Tannehill had something to do with it because Landry was throwing shots at Tannehill, so there was definitely something to it. Right. Yeah, I don't know if that's. I don't know how justified that is. I mean, Tannehill still looked to him and gave him the ball a hundred yards, hundred times a season. So is he that really? To. Yeah. He was always right. open. He, he had to throw it to him. <laughs> yeah, I but think... sometimes you want more than four yards. Oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> if, I, if I remember it um, correctly. Like the shade that Landry was throwing at Tannehill was like, this guy wasn't actually like coming and hanging out with us and stuff when they were when people were criticizing Jarvis's leadership. So I think he was not saying Tannehill was one of the people like throwing a shade at him because of that. I think it was just like a, he was using Tannehill as an example. Right, and I like but, the best Mike's love for Landry, no, but remember, does. but you remember when um. And you got, and you can't dispute this, Mike. Remember when Landry's like, "Oh yeah, Tannehill's not out here throwing balls with us on the off in the off season," and then they showed like an Instagram post of him out there catching balls from Tannehill, and I think he ended up like deleting that post after somebody busted him on it. <laughs> he did, he did, but you also can't deny no one wanted to pay him fourteen, fifteen million, but they replaced him with forty-five receivers for the same price and didn't get the production, so. So it wasn't worth it in the long run. Hell, I mean, could I you imagine Landry now with Tua? I mean, that would be I, phenomenal. Honestly, if we happy. had Landry last season with Fitzpatrick, yeah. We <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's all we need. 
<laughs> oh my god, can he stay healthy? I mean, I'm sorry, but he's just he's falling apart, that little guy, that little fella. He's only well, like what? Uh, when we had Jade Sailor on, she gave us some breakdowns, and he's only missed three collegiate games. Well, it's, almost like it's, a, complete, it's completely overblown. It really is. I know the the injury is very serious, but before that, it was all this injury talk is pretty overblown. Well, and like I think I think maybe ten years ago, injury talk is a lot more severe than now. But how advanced? medical technology has come even in the last five years it's it doesn't take a lot for these nfl players who have the best surgeons in the world at their hands to make them a better player and what player isn't injured right they're all injured like you you, when when they started to interview like joe thomas after he retired they're like hey man like how did you keep your longevity and he's like i sucked it up i played with a broken back for four games I had a dislocated elbow and half my season. Imagine that. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) It's just freaking unbelievable. Yes. Talking about that. Did you ever see that movie, The Sixth Day, with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Sounds familiar. Yeah, it's about, like, cloning. And there's, like, the scene in it where, like, the star quarterback or whatever gets injured. So they end up killing him so they could clone him and have one. (laughs) 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 It just reminds me of that random. That's exactly what's happening with Tom Brady. Like that's the only way that fuck's still been around for this long. How often do you think you think he's a clone? He's got to (laughs) be, just like that. Do you think Giselle straps it on for him? Guaranteed. Definitely definitely right. Or do you think Giselle's one of those? Uh oh. What a horrible time for someone's kid to come in. Right. As it's starting to get R-rated, how about trannies and pegging and Tom Brady who kisses young kids on the mouth? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. For all you Pizzagate conspirators, Tom Brady is probably part of it. Hey, Mike, have you seen The Righteous Gemstones on HBO? I start, I haven't finished it. I've, I'm... I'm only in the second season. But do you remember when um, Danny McBride kisses his son on the face when he's sleeping? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> what? That is definitely Tom Brady. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. That, that's, I don't know why that shit was so funny to me. Danny McBride is phenomenal. I'm trying to get into the show. It's kind of slow. I can't. It's hard. Well, damn, we're going. This is what happens when you talk to me. I get on a tangent that has nothing to do with football. But I can't get the tone of the show. Is it comedy? Is it supposed to be like this crime thing? It's, it's kind of hard to decipher. I mean, I look at it as a comedy. Anything with McBride in it, to me, is just funny. So, Right. Like he's bounding down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so Do we lose, Tay? <laughs> uh, I think for a sec. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> so... Any other sports things to talk about? So how do you think this NBA thing is going to go? Don't care. It's NBA. What's the next thing? <laughs> uh, Baseball? Oh. That one shouldn't be too hard, honestly. I mean, if you think about it, socially distance the stadiums, have people spray shit down, like with the cans of disinfectant that Costco uses to, um, to clean down their carts. And then it's only like, 
Yeah, it's not that many players that are in there. Long yeah, I think out of, all, out of all sports, that one should be the one that can actually play. Yeah. All right. I now, will anybody just, watch I it? I don't know. I think Do baseball being the easiest to play. No, it's illegal. Especially well, now, right? You know, South Korea has been playing in a baseball league for like since like probably April. So I don't see why we haven't got that figured out. I saw, a video, I saw a video on Twitter yesterday that like Taiwan's baseball league has full stadiums already. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know if it's a real video, but like they're like <laughs> Taiwan as a country had like less cases and deaths than North Dakota that has seven people living in it. So, I don't know. What <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't. I'm not buying all those numbers out there. Yeah, I agree. It's agree. impossible it's to agree with any of the numbers. But I will yeah. say, I'm so sports star. <laughs> I never watch baseball until, like, the playoffs. I'll probably watch all nine innings of every game now. <laughs> it's great to fall asleep too, bro. Like, I'll turn it on, like, if I'm, like, passing out on the couch. Yeah. You want to talk about some shit that'll put you to sleep? Oh, my God. That's usually, that's usually golf for me. See, I actually golf. really enjoyed watching golf not too long ago. Like, it's probably, like, two weekends ago I was watching it. I was like, all right. This is a good what day. Is, okay, this this is one thing I've never understood. What I understand the draw of playing golf. What is the draw to watching golf? People speak very... You know, very low, very slowly, and they walk up to a tee, and then they hit the ball, and then it switches over to someone else hitting the ball. I just don't, I don't know. Why did you get just very think sexual? Of of <laughs> I, was, I was trying to do my um, my golf uh, commentator voice. I wasn't. I guess it was Nets, shitty, huh? Man. Man. It was like we were having phone sex. It was... <laughs> I have to find a geometry uh, book to walk around with. I was, I was just rubbing myself against my sheet. I apologize. Oh, no. Is it a Serto? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm old. It's a Craftmatic adjustable bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it helps me reach sometimes. What number are you on? What number? Well, I got it like so I'm shaped like a V. So basically okay. I'm kind of like... So what I do is I place the sheet between the tip of my penis and my belly button, yeah. and then I just go up and down with those things. So I'm like, <laughs> you should try it. It's wonderful, especially uh... if you have the silk sheets. <laughs> do you try to suck your own dick in the V? Dude, if I had a 12-inch dick, I still couldn't suck it. I got all this gut. Right? <laughs> if anything, I'd be sucking my belly button. <laughs> I mean, God. Dude, this is getting harder for me to shoot. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I wish I could push it to the side. That's a, I mean, that's, that's a rabbit hole I don't think I would want to go down to. I mean, that, that, if you could do that, how mentally damaging would that be to you? Because basically, at that point, women almost become kind of obsolete. Yeah, I don't know, though. Are you busting? Uh, nah, I could probably put that quick. Well, I guess it just depends how fast my craftmatic bed works. 
I'd be like, arr, arr, come on, hurry up. All right. I need to get one to have at the doctor's Vince. office for my bed so I don't have to worry about like containing it because that's the worst part. You can't do it like you do in the videos where they're just like shooting it everywhere. You got to be all like, oh, oh, let me create a little cup with the, with my hand so I don't get it on my fucking recliner. It sucks. I want to be like those people who just like let it fly. That's that's more <sighs> enjoyable. You know what I mean? The Midwestern like, fans just uh, they they're like beyond lost right now. We're all gonna have to go to church <laughs> after this. <laughs> and let me tell you what. That's the biggest thing about this corona is my son's never home, so I can't really ever do it because he's always fucking awake, and I'm always afraid he's going to come sneaking downstairs. And I don't want to... <laughs> you're not making food, you're good. You said that earlier. Do what? As long as you're not making food, you said you were good. But isn't he like 13? He's 15. All right, so he's doing the same <laughs> thing. I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, yeah. I know. And he already got... He already got busted one time because um. Oh no. Was, yeah, uh, so well, so this is the thing, right? Here, let me just put my son on blast on the internet. But um, my, <laughs> get his, his his tablet, right? I mean, he was blasting, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he already beat me in the length race years ago, but the uh, so my wife wanted to lick his tablet. I can't remember, and he really did not want to give her his Kindle. And then she found out he had a Twitter account. Oh my god. She's like, Robert, look at this. I'm like, I can't. He follows got- me. That's a real Marlins fan. Yeah. <laughs> see, you know, like, but the thing is, is Mike, like, you have kids too. So if he's yeah. looking at you, know, he's underage. If he has friends or shit, or he's sending pictures and shit that are underage, that's some big fucking issues. Because I had to, like, show him this video on this, like, person who was talking about, like, you know, child pornography and how even if you're underage this shit can follow you your entire life see this is the shit you're gonna have to worry about because your kids are a little young so they're probably not at yeah, that point they're, yet they're not there yet but as they start getting older they're gonna be up to some creepy fucking shit guy could you imagine if we had this shit when we were kids i mean I for taylor even, oh my Mikey, god they probably had it as they were kids but us i mean i would spend an hour trying to download one photo to be like <laughs> yeah you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to watch friggin' porn on friggin' pay per view that was that had the lines through it. You were seeing it for like a second. Did you ever get lucky and you got a point where it was like it wasn't scrambled? So yeah, it stood you there for like, like a, a minute. minute of it. Yeah, you can see like a minute. So but, you're like you're trying to beat off as fast as possible. Right, and you know the Just, thing is. <laughs> But the old pay-per-view actually used to censor, so there was never, like, any graphic. Like, now there's, like, a, a there's a fucking Brazzers channel. I'm like, who the fuck pays for that? <laughs> Besides somebody that starts with the T and hum sheets, but I'm not going to say his name. But have you noticed? Because you have direct TV, too, right? Have you seen all the fucking porn channels there are? Yeah, there's a, like, there's a shit ton of them, No, they don't come through my hotel room, so. It's uh, the only industry that's bigger than sports. Oh my god, and you guys haven't tried the VR version yet. You should, it's interesting. You should try that. But anyways. <laughs> Did you just say VR? Yeah. Go buy you a get your just go buy you a cheap little like VR set where you can plug your phone into it and find one of your favorite sites. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of fucking cool. Unless the proportions are off and then you're fucking like a giant. But <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Vero knows about this. He must. He's into VR. There's no way he doesn't. <laughs> Definitely all in. Right. But yes. So I mean, so the th- shit, what the hell did we even get started talking on this? Was it about some me humping sheets and beds? Damn it. See, this is what happens. I can't say it on any fucking topic for more than two seconds. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm I lost where we're at a long time ago here. Yeah, it, it went out. way, way, way off the grid. There was yeah. self-humping, there was humping with your craftmatic. There's it's and, oh, it's normal. Baseball. It's normal to be off the grid. This is Midwestern Fence, okay? Midwestern <laughs> isn't on the grid anyway. Right. But yeah, so anyways, so just Mike, be prepared. Your kids are gonna beat off and you just need to make sure they're I'm not really that they're not looking at shit that could get them in trouble moving forward. Because there's actually this good video. What, what, what was he exactly looking at? I'm telling you, I don't want to look at it. Was, I don't know, because here's the thing, right? He told me he was pansexual. Have you ever heard that before? No. Yeah, they love, like, everyone and everything. Yeah, so there was some, like, this girl, like, but we couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl. It was fucking gross. So that's why I don't want to look at it. And I'm like, I don't want to know what kind of seedy shit he's looking at. But <laughs> but my biggest thing is, like, you don't even worry about them looking at that. It's looking at shit like, like I said, underage stuff. That is the oh, biggest yeah, yeah, fucking definitely, yeah. Even if they're underage, it doesn't work that way. And there's like, they were talking about, like, there was this lady who goes around the schools talking about this. Like, so, you know, one kid sends something to their friend. And next thing you know, that person, it spreads throughout the entire school. And oh, then you have yeah. an entire school of people who can be susceptible to, like, charges. It's fucking crazy. Yep. Yeah, that is so, nuts. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, that kind of so reminds me of when we. I was just going to say, it reminds me of when my. And my, we found uh, pictures of my Spanish teacher choking on some chode, and it got oh. around, sent around the school. It was pretty awesome. Was she hot? Uh, she was all right. Uh, <laughs> more feo. What? <laughs> Very ugly. <laughs> or uh, more gordo. Very fat. <laughs> <laughs> I never Neither. had any hot teachers when I was school. I can't think of one. Do you guys ever any hot teachers or were they gave you like 30 thoughts? Not really. I had, I had one in eighth grade, my eighth grade math teacher. Oh, yeah. What was his name? I think. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Right? Yeah. yeah so. Anyway, so let's go back to sports. So baseball, you guys watching? Yeah, whenever it comes back on. Yeah, it's supposed to be a couple days. I feel like a 60-game season is pointless. They should have just... I feel like it's too far in, and they were just trying to be greedy people, you know? I don't think people would rely on baseball that much. You guys are just... You guys are asking if we're going to watch baseball. And if your answer isn't definitively yes, then it was pointless for them to bring baseball back. Right. Yeah, I mean, baseball heads are definitely going to watch it. Like I said, I'm going to watch it. I'm not a huge baseball guy during the regular season. I usually wait till the playoffs. But there's nothing on, so I'll be watching. This right. is supposed to be our year for the Twins, so. If you guys want to watch sports, if you guys want to watch sports, shout out to Christy and Annie on Twitter. Uh, Arsenal plays Tottenham today, and I just want to make it clear, fuck Tottenham. 
Yeah, fucking fucking asshole. If you guys want to watch 20 dudes run around for an hour and a half, then uh, that's at, uh, in 25 minutes from now. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm right on that, bro. Right on it. I'm going to start watching soccer now because that's what I want to do. <laughs> I'm only, I'm usually only, like, I only usually care about the, like, international teams. Especially, not so much the men's team, especially the women's team. Because it, it's awesome to be able to talk shit <clears throat> to, like, foreigners on Twitter. Yeah, I'm or, usually like, all in on, the, like, the World Cup and stuff like that. Yeah. I'll watch that stuff. I had this dude get really offended and, like, tried to, like, tell me about how America isn't shit because they haven't won, won a World Cup. And, like, this British dude, and I was like, we just won it, like, last year. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, like, just going on and on. But dude was unstable. Hey, back to back to sports and, like, World Cup events. There was supposed to be a Summer Olympics this year, correct? Yep. So... Are they just postponing it one year and then they're going to try to do it in 2021 and then there will be a three-year break and then they'll resume normal scheduling in 2024? Is that the idea of it? Yes, from what I understand. Hmm. Do you guys like the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics more? Or do you watch either? Either Summer Olympics are better in my opinion. Uh Usually, yeah, usually the Summer Olympics. That's what I'll watch. It's fair. I will oh, watch yeah. the fuck out of biathlon, though, in the Winter Olympics. <laughs> the biathlon. <laughs> <laughs> like, any any game or, like, sport where you could, like, just ski and then shoot. That's, like, it's a great sport. It's It seems like it's very Montana-y. It is. Right. I'm surprised there wasn't a biathlon team in any of our high schools. Weird. You know, like, it's cold as shit where I'm at, and we get a lot of snow, and we don't have any hockey teams in South Dakota. Doesn't make what? any sense. I we thought you have... did. No, you, you got college, right? No. Nothing. We have, we have a semi-professional, or, well, like, a professional hockey team in Rapid City called the Rapid City Rush. And yeah, then there's about like, about and there's like the Rushmore Thunder, which is like a high school team that you could potentially play on, based in Rapid City, but there aren't like high school hockey teams around. Yeah, and in Montana, they're like club hockey teams, like for the, for that age group. But it's not a high school sanctioned one either. I see what you're saying. Yeah, to trust them. But you have no pro sports team, right? None. The nearest one we have is Denver. And Denver's basically got every one. Okay, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because the population, I mean, do they even have populations that could support any team? I mean, I don't know how it breaks down into, you know, major no, cities. No. The, Would they the entire go? population of South Dakota, the entire population of South Dakota is like 880,000. So it'd be very difficult to have a sports team here. So what you have like, to do is put a sports team in Billings, Montana, and hope enough people from North and South Dakota make it there, and maybe people from Wyoming. 
So what do you guys basically have, have a, be a, a college football team now? So South Dakota now has two Division One college football teams, South Dakota State yeah. University and the University of South Dakota. And I guess SDSU is starting to be pretty good. Um, so like uh, Dallas Goddard from the Eagles played for SDSU, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then Zach Kender, the running back for the Lions, played for there as well. But it's just, uh, I don't know. We don't really have a lot. I, one thing I will say about college sports is my, my college, South Dakota School of Mines and Technology, has like the fourth longest running rivalry in all of college football with our rival Black Hill State University. Whoa, and they Black played like, oh, yeah. Racist. All right. Oh, God. But uh, they've played like 127 games or something, and they call it the Homestake Bowl or something like that. What if they called it White Hills? Would that be better or worse? It'd be worse <laughs> because it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> so what's your mascot? Uh, the mascot, is his name is Grubby, and he's like a minor engineer. The fuck is a minor engineer? So he's like, not a major he, engineer. He's just like a understudy engineer. No, no, he holds a uh, he holds a pickaxe in one hand and then like a caliper in the other. Kind of gay. Yeah, and then Black Hills State <laughs> University's mascot's a, a hornet. Why? That's are there that's a lot of hornets? Cool. No, they're not even the Hornets. They're the Black Hills State, um, I can't even, Yellow Jackets is what they are. Interesting. Hey, you got all Midwestern all of a sudden. Cool. Well, you know, it's off the podcast. Yeah, School of Mines is the the Hard Rockers, is what they're called. Wait, that's that's literally, they're called the Hard Rockers? Yeah, they're called the Hard Rockers, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is a rock star dubs. <laughs> In the way you're thinking. Oh, interesting. The Midwest is a, yeah, is a whole other country, isn't it? Pretty much. It's another country. I feel like I'd be lost, though, though. You would. I'd be fucking lost. Like, right. you have to... Like, I have to drive 20 miles to get to the nearest McDonald's. I can't, oh, even, oh I can't even think about that. That is fucking yeah, crazy. Either. I could walk to all these things I'm not going yeah. to, but I could. Yeah. Grocery store, Best Buy, Target, McDonald's, Arby's. I got so much shit around here. I got, like, 35 Dunkin' Donuts in a matter of, like, two miles. Well, after this, you might have 25. We don't even have a Dunkin' Donuts. Neither do I in Montana. Would, would you guys do you have like any like local donor donutteries? Yes. Yeah. Probably better, right? Yeah, they're probably a hundred times better than Dunkin' Donuts, but yeah. Do you have Krispy Kreme actually makes donuts? Who? My new job actually makes donuts. We have a bakery attached to the restaurant. Oh, that's nice. nice. Are they a good bakery? Because not all bakeries are created equal. Yeah, they're kicking ass. 
That's good. Good bakeries can make money, but you have to be good because a lot of bakeries open are just like mediocre, no chance. Because if you're just as good as a grocery store, no shot. Yeah. Hey, Mike, do you guys have Krispy Kremes or is Dunkin' Donuts not allowed Krispy Kremes up there? We had Krispy Kreme for like two years and mm. it just didn't didn't take over up there. Dunkin' Donuts is like king up here. Is it? Yeah, we're kind of yeah. split in North Carolina. No. Dunkin' Donuts is like the in and out of the Northeast. Yeah, it's pretty much the. It's not even that great, but it's all well, there is up in there. and out. So, no, that's true. In and out is definitely overrated. Very I've much so. What's that? I said I've never had in and out. You're not just, missing anything. You'd rather you just, you go to McDonald's, really. You just never pull out. Is that what you're saying? Or? Oh, I did yesterday, but I can't get into that story because it's very graphic, but it was kind of funny and it's kind of embarrassing at the same time. I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring it up or not, but it's like really X-rated. How I'm about, or... how about we talk about it after the show? <laughs> <laughs> and instead, we'll move on to talking about our charity of the week. <laughs> so, I like that. <laughs> so for this week... We've got, we're going back to Alex's Lemonade Stands. If you follow us on Twitter, you'll see that we are doing two contests for Alex's Lemonade. Or, well, one is just a follow and retweet contest, you know, the standard marketing for podcasts nowadays. Um, you can win a jersey that way. Or the, the better way is you can, you can uh, donate some money to, for raffle tickets. Um, 100% of every dollar that we get for it is going to Alex's Lemonade Stand. Um, and then we're doing it through Cash App. Um, you send me, like, dollar equals one ticket. So if you put in 11 bucks, you get 11 tickets. Um, but if you are new to Cash App and you sign up for it, then they give you $5. And, we, and then we also get $5. So that bonus $5 is also going to the charity which is why we decided to do it that way so we're basically getting free money from cash app to go to the charity and there's two jerseys we selected we got uh one for two it's one of the um aqua throwbacks looks pretty sexy and then a uh, aqua preston williams jersey and uh we chose him because obviously we our midwestern friends love him and uh Whoever wins the charity raffle gets first pick on one of those two jerseys. So, that, so you can retweet or whatever. But and when does that end? That ends. Uh, you need to buy raffle tickets by this coming Saturday. It's the seventeenth, uh, I want to say. Okay. Maybe the eighteenth. Hold on, let me check. Saturday the eighteenth, and then I'm gonna. We're going to do the drawing on the 19th, which is that Sunday. So get that link, everybody. Yeah, get that link, bitches. Um, just DM me, and I'll get you guys all the information you need. Um, and if you guys don't remember from our previous uh, Midwestern Fin episodes, uh, Alex's Lemonade Stand is a is a charity that raises money or they raise money for cancer research, and uh, they've got a good backstory behind them. Uh, I recommend going and reading all about them on their website. Um, oops, that tab closed. Uh, they, let me find it. they 
specifically raise money for childhood cancer research, which is really important. And yeah. every year they still do a lemonade stand just like their daughter Alex did when she was trying to raise money for the same thing. So Alex's lemonade stand is a top-notch charity. And I've reached out to them, so hopefully they get back to us. I know that they retweeted a couple of our, um, our drawing tweets. So first thing to do, go to Midwestern Fins Twitter, at Midwestern Fins. Find our pinned tweet. Retweet, like it. Make sure you follow our page. That's the first way to get into the drawing. The second way is just make sure you donate some money to Alex's Lemonade Stand. Every dollar that you donate is going to equal to one ticket for the raffle. And if you win the raffle, you get the first pick on the jerseys. Just to reiterate what Haggy said. So, yep. And if you want to read up on it, alexslemonade.org. And we'll have that in the little snippet that's attached to the podcast. Heck yeah. 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 Nice. Great cause. Right. Stupid cancer. Yeah. yeah. The chances are pretty good. At least one of the four of us is going to die from cancer. You know that, right? Thanks. And it'll probably be me first because I'm old. <laughs> Hopefully it is. And fat it. <laughs> that's why I got to be careful with that corona, man. You know it likes those fat guys, right? You know that's who it's killing. Oh, God. Well, old people too, but. but. But like the younger guys are usually like um, like fat. Like especially around like the gut area. So, so I got to be careful. You know, my wife worked in the hospital. She comes home like, can you take off this, your clothes, please? <laughs> I'm like, I'm susceptible. <laughs> Great excuse, yeah. Right? Take off your clothes. <laughs> Put it back on, please. No, I'm just <laughs> is that, this could be like a two-parter, isn't it? How long have we been talking? An hour and 15 minutes. Right, but 15 the first minutes. 15 minutes wasn't a part of the pod, so. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Probably a good thing, huh? <laughs> That's we'll gonna be well, well, you most of that was you talking about your food truck, which uh, we didn't talk about. Oh yeah, we did. Did we? You were talking about like um, different Being stuff with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How you, how you were gonna spit in people's food? And... Oh my god! Spit <laughs> <laughs> in people's food because it's gonna be hot as balls in that mother. So you're yes, basically spreading COVID to everybody. <laughs> For legal purposes, yes. that was a joke. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. does not transfer COVID. We are, I don't think so. I haven't actually made anybody any food yet, but I don't plan on it. Can't guarantee it. But Yes, that was a joke. Yes. So I was trying to kill my business before it even starts. Trust me, I'm going to start doing a good enough job by myself. <laughs> you know? Which is a shame because he shared some of our... our some of the pictures of his food truck to us and it looks pretty sweet. Like he's got a great design for it. It's like this weird, this alien and it's all purple and stuff. If you want to talk more about that real quick before we wrap up. It's called the snack in because it's like a space cracking and it's a snack. So it's a play on words. Oh um, yeah. Dubs grub with Z. It's not dub Z grub. I don't know why people say that there's no hyphen or anything. <laughs> Dubs. Because my last name starts with a W, Dubs Grub. And we're just, uh, like I said, it's we started to have the truck commission to be built in January. Got it uh, about a month and a half ago. Had it inspected. Failed miserably. 
So then we had to ship that son of a biscuit back up to Virginia to have it pass and we're past now. But in the meanwhile, we've been spending so much money on, you know, supplies and just commissary space because in North Carolina, you need a kitchen to work in. You can cook food on your truck, but you need to store your cold food and all your cooking supplies and, you know, all that stuff at the place called commissary, which is just a big kitchen. So we've been paying, you know, 600 bucks a month to just basically be renting a rack that we haven't been using. So it's been, it's been, it's, we spent probably about almost 10 or $15,000 just in that and cooking supplies. And it's, I need to make some fucking money, man. Part of my French. What area of North Carolina are you going to be? We are in the triangle. So um, we are capable of doing anything in North Carolina. I probably won't be doing things much outside of, 45 minutes because the uh our generator i can't run my generator when we're so basically what food truck works is you're powered by a generator and propane your propane usually heats up your heating equipment your flat top your deep fryers your ovens and all that stuff and then you have refrigeration your refrigeration runs through a generator or you can plug your truck directly into an outlet if they have a 30 amp receptacle so what happens is when you you have to cool down your equipment get your food in there and I'm not going to run with my generator going while I'm going to my destination. So I need to be able to get there quickly, get my generator back up and get that um, refrigeration back on. So I could do all of North Carolina, but I probably will stay in my general area just so I'm do not have to kill people. Or, you know. Do you have a rented spot where you're going to stay during the week or are you just going to travel? It's Like I said right now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Nextdoor app. Do you know that, Mike? Do you live in a neighborhood? You know, next door is. No, I'm not familiar with that one. It's, no. it's basically a neighborhood app. So basically all your neighbors and stuff post like, oh, I need a handyman. Oh, okay. I do this. So basically I did an all uh, bulletin. You can put your business on there. And so I've been communicating with people in the neighborhood. And I, that's where I was able to set up our first event. They're just, you know, they'll give you advice like, oh, I work at this hospital, this doctor's office. We do food trucks. I live in this apartment complex. Here's the management number call them and we do food trucks here so at that point it's a lot of networking since we're really like i said brand new and we haven't actually yeah. rated the truck it yeah so actually this saturday we're um i'm pulling that motherfucker up to the front of my house and i'm gonna open up for friends and if anyone in the neighborhood wants to get some food i'll make them food but it's kind of gonna kind of be a little bit of a dry run limited menu just getting comfortable with the equipment you know making sure everything is just kind of getting in the groove get your timing start- down yeah exactly as opposed so i don't want to just go out there and like say i call a hospital like yeah i'll be your food truck and i got 50 50 people people waiting yeah exactly yeah exactly so we're gonna do a little dry run so that's why we're trying to start with the neighborhoods because usually they have decent turnouts but it's never anything crazy now ideally you obviously want more customers because more customers more money but at the same point you got to develop that brand and you got to develop that uh identity of being reliable because I have a food truck. Can I be honest with you? I'm not a big fan of food trucks because I think most of them suck, if I'm being completely honest with you. I think the turnover time is really slow. I think a lot of times food trucks have a tendency to either use a lot of pre-made shit or they try to be too clever with their product, and I'm just, like, not interested. No, but that's, I mean? that's good that you feel that way because now you'll know how to be better. Oh, yeah. Like, or even, you know, when I was working before my previous job, which was a deli slash grill, it's like I got a feel for what this area, what sells. Um, 
So I know there's things I like, but we don't sell a lot of them. There's things I'm like, eh. Like, for example, you guys don't live in North Carolina. When I talk about chicken salad, you guys are like, chicken salad? Who eats that shit? But North Carolina, chicken salad is a motherfucking huge seller. And I'm not saying I'm putting on my truck because it's uncommon, but I just know it's something I can eat, make easily. That's one of my favorite things. I love chicken, chicken salad. salad. Yeah. You ever make it? Yeah. How do you make it now? What is your well, typical? Well, it depends. If uh, what I have for chicken, I'll shred it up. Right. Like if we have like rotisserie chicken left over or something, I'll shred that up. Throw some mayo yeah. in there. I don't know. Some spices. And that's, and that's what I was going to say. Is And that's basically that's what we do. We'll buy the biggest roasted chicken we can find because I'm not buying a rotisserie <laughs> chicken. And yeah. whatever we don't eat that night, you shred up. And basically you'll make a big ass chicken. We'll make probably four or five more sandwiches going forward, depending on how heavy you like your chicken salad. Yeah. So I do. I mean, I, and um, so I know like a lot of the places in the area, they do like all white meat chicken salad. I'm more of a fan of, I like that dark meat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you, we know you, you're married. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so no. So yeah. Oh, that was just a sign. I was just curious because everybody does their chicken salad differently. Like yeah. the deli I worked at, they use chicken tenders, which is so fucking stupid. I'm like, why? Yeah, that does, that doesn't make sense. They're expensive and they get these like, you know, okay. Have you ever had like a gigantic fat chicken finger? They're not that good. Most of the time they're very fucking chewy. Yeah. <laughs> so you cook them down and they're not tender because, you know, dark meat does taste better because it's a slightly higher fat content. But People are like, oh, I want white meat because I'm trying to eat healthy. It's like, motherfucker, do you realize you're eating chicken salad loaded with mayonnaise? Yeah, it's there's no difference there. <laughs> right. So, uh, but what what do you think is going to be your big seller on the on the truck? What is your main well, like, focus? Well, and you know the thing is, if you look at our menu at dubsgrub.com or dubsgrub on Twitter, or dubsgrub on Instagram, or dubsgrub on Facebook, nothing on our menu is particularly innovative. Like, you can find a bunch of food trucks around here that have macaroni and cheese. We have burgers. We have fillies. We have, you know, uh, the fried chicken sandwich that's a little different. But um, it's nothing that's new. It's just what I like to do is be going to culinary school and the way I've been trained, classically trained, quotation fingers. But it's how you prepare the food. Because you can have a burger. But I'm not saying I'm making gourmet burgers. I'm just saying simple food, preferably cooked quickly. And made well. Like, everybody has macaroni and cheese, but I can tell you about 90% of the macaroni and cheese I have, I fucking hate. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it's just not made well. They don't do a bechamel or bechamel, which is a cream sauce made with, you know, flour, butter, and milk. Taylor knows what I'm talking about. Like, have you ever been someplace you get macaroni and cheese and it feels like it's pasta with, like, chunks of, like, dried-on cheddar or something? I hate that shit. I'm like, what do you – I don't even know how you make it that badly. But it's, it's just, like I said, simple food, made well – because people don't want to spend 45 minutes waiting for a food. Turn it over quickly, you know what I mean? And hopefully it works, because for our, we have a smaller truck, but we have a relatively large menu, but it was, um, even the, the lady who inspected our truck, she's like, your menu's big, but she's like, the way you designed it, it's so well thought out. There's a lot of cross-utilization, so you're able to make a variety of things well, efficiently, well, you know, not, you know, That's all good. that jazz. So, yeah. And like I said, hopefully it goes well. Hopefully people like it. Um, did you guys have any other questions about food trucks, how they work or anything like that? Did you guys ever eat a food truck? And what are your thoughts on food trucks in general? 
Yeah, there's uh, I've eaten at a few food trucks. Uh, there, they used to have one on campus. It wasn't bad. Um, I mean, you nailed all, all the questions that I had. I'm actually going to try a food truck on base here. Um, it's got it's a Mediterranean one, so I'm going to get a Euro. Oh, yeah. um, but if you can get on a base, that might be something worth pursuing. Yeah, unfortunately, we have Fort Bragg, but that's probably a little outside of our area. Mm. You know, we do have colleges and shit that we can get on. But yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, well, I think Seymour Johnson is in uh, North Carolina as well. Right. Um, oh, he he loves seeing more Johnson. That's <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually had a guy in my class in my uh, tech school uh, for we were people were getting their first duty stations and uh when he first told us we had that same joke but then we kept going like hey uh where are you going <laughs> <laughs> guys really it's not that funny anymore where are you going that's like my wife's going to see more johnson <laughs> You know, my wife's name Adrian, and her being 50, she was alive during the entire time Rocky's been around. So anytime anyone hears her name, yeah. she's like, if I hear that shit one more motherfucking time, it's like, I am going to stab somebody. Because that's the first thing everybody gravitates toward. People who haven't even seen Rocky will say it. You know what I mean? Just because they've heard the phrase. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yo, Adrian. Yeah, yo, I haven't heard that before, you fucking asshole. <laughs> But yeah, so, but it's cool. Yeah, like I said, it's there's. I think honestly, we're talking about COVID is um, food trucks and those kind of mobile food distribution vehicles might be the future of dining. I mean, yeah. with COVID, I mean, we don't. We really don't know how long we're going to be living with this. Is the vaccine going to work? Are people still going to get it? Is it going to change? So, there are probably going to be people that aren't going to be comfortable in a restaurant for a long damn time. And restaurants aren't going to be able to sustain. I mean, I know they're already shutting up, but over, even people that survive this, they might not survive. A, you know, I'm not going to say a second wave because I don't think there's going to be a second wave because it's just one long fucking monsoon. But mm. this, you might see more food truck parks. You might see places that are because there are some of them across the country where they just have food trucks that come and park there, and they have like full dining and everything. It's outside. It's in the open, which is where you should feel safer when you're around people. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a closed-in restaurant with you know air conditions that are recycling COVID air and blowing it back in your face and all that shit, you know. And so, and they and food trucks in this area fortunately have not been affected. They're full go. I have a friend who has a food truck in Florida and he's basically shut down. I don't know if they've shut down all food trucks, but he's Oof. like, yeah, it's it's fucking bad. But here they fortunately they have not they have not done that, and I don't think they will. You know, yeah. that's why na- every neighborhood here does food trucks every week. A food truck comes out. Yeah, I can see like, I don't know if a lot of them um, do it where you're at, but I could see them like bringing up the outdoor dining thing. I could see food trucks like pulling up to like parks where, like, right. where there's already like all those picnic tables. Exactly. You know, and uh, so so I think that could be something that we could see. I mean, and trust me, in this area, I think there's almost 300 food trucks in the triangle. And I, I mean, they're. Lots of them. Luckily, we have a lot of breweries and a lot of places, so there's usually enough business for most of them if your truck's good. At the end of the day, it's just being a quality, reliable product because you would be surprised at how many events are like, our food truck never showed up for various reasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, they break down sometimes. Sometimes they find something better, and they'll be like, fuck it, I'm going to go where the money is. Mm. I wouldn't do that because as like, not just as a businessman, but as a person with some kind of moral respect 
moral code. I wouldn't, if I agree to do something, I'm going to do my damnedest to do it because I'm a grown up and I'm responsible and all right. this stuff can't affect you going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I hope I get to a point where my wife can quit her job and do the food truck. Cause like I said, her being a nurse is really her hating and she's just done. You know, she wants to, she wants to do this full time, but we'll see. Like I said, I think it's probably the only thing I've done in my life where I've actually said I was going to do something and I've done it. You know, like I said, my entire life, Oh yeah, I'm going to get thin. I'm going to work out all the time and I'm still fat as fuck. (laughs) We've been, you've been posting your, uh, you after bike riding and that's been pretty cool <laughs> i know that kind of man dude i got this like little i have to say i had to take a little break because i got like this little cut from where my uh like thigh and my balls and like the part between my balls and my thigh have like rubbed together creating like this little tiny cut oh my god that shit fucking hurts <laughs> how the fuck is that even possible i guess uh, you want me to send you a picture of my no yeah i know no i don't <laughs> You can see what happens in this in this very delicate area where you have all this humanity and all these bodily fluids congregating there. And you know you got a little hair up there that's kind of sharp, so maybe a couple of them are like, you know, playing like a little like violin or something in there, you know, or maybe like starting a fire with two sticks or something. Uh, that's why you gotta shave, bud. Oh my god, my son shaves too. I'm like, dude, you don't swim. Why the fuck are you shaving your legs and shit? I mean, your balls. <laughs> no, but this is like beside my balls. You know what I mean? Those, those are harder because you got to do like the bat wing to kind of like. <laughs> kind of. Do you know? Does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah. You know, you That's why I'm laughing. You got to get it toy. And then you kind of just go, you know, up and down. But, man, you got to be careful. This is kind of veiny, and, you know, I mean, you could start bleeding. You sneeze, like and, said, it's shrink- and it wrinkles up, and you get, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? The worst is when you get the hair on the shaft. And you're like, okay, this is really got to be careful. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening <laughs> to Midwestern Friends, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Before this gets out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, once again, uh, we're your hosts, Taylor and Haggy, and our very special guests in the special in the fan, in like the Queen of England special, not the uh, not the capa- like brain capacity special. Uh, Dubs and Mike. Hey, Mike. Thank <laughs> you. Do you have anything coming up that you would like to promote? Any um. Anything <laughs> <you would like laughs> to Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And this world spread has positivity. been this world has been so negative lately. I just want mm-hmm. to spread positivity. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, and we got friends over at uh, Tank Talk. Uh, we want to plug them real quick. Uh, they got a good idea going. Try and listen to them uh, on Twitter at Tank Talk Live. It's a very good show. Yeah, I'll be on July 29th. I'm pretty excited. It has a good chat. Very good chat. Especially the second show. Go back and listen to that one. All right. Just don't (laughs) listen to the last one. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Listen to all of them. Tay, you got anything? 
Uh, I just want everybody to flourish. Just know that every single day is a new day. Keep growing. Keep building. Keep moving forward. That's all you got to do. One step in front of the other. Very positive. And don't, forget to, don't forget to check out Alex's Lemonade Stand. Don't forget to check out our Twitter pin tweet. Uh, enter to join a couple contests and see if we can raise some money for some cancer childhood research. Let's go. Oh, well, yeah. For, yeah. And thank you guys for joining us on Midwestern Fins. It's good to be back. Stay tuned for some really cool stuff coming up. Hopefully we can continue to keep build and grow from here. Oh, oh I'm growing. <laughs> All right. Peace out, everyone. All right. Have a good night.